You're with Julian on the Brown Note and a review of the latest album by Michael Hadrias from Iowa, uh, who has established himself as one of the preeminent songwriters of the last 10 years um, under the name Perfume Genius. From Iowa, I got on board with the second album. I missed the first one, Learning, but I got into him with Put Your Back Into It. Uh, Hood was one of my tracks of the decade, that astonishing composition that's two minutes long. And it just rises into this amazing crescendo of a chorus. It's just an incredible piece of music. Um, and I was very beguiled by him. Um, I guess he was pretty much known as um, for his uh, songwriting material on being gay, uh, abuse as uh, uh, in his uh, earlier life um, and various other emo emotional struggles but um, I guess at that stage he was very much a sort of torched song pianist more than anything else somewhere between for some reason Sufjane Stevens and um, James Blake on that early material and I featured on my radio show everything that he's done since uh, Too Bright contained that immortal single, Queen, which really did, I guess, set him out as a more widescreen and mainstream star um, than these very sort of small, like that first James Blake album, everything was very, very intimate and small and this sort of maxed out. Um, and he hasn't put a foot wrong. It's got a, a no shape. And the last album, Set My Heart, Heart on Fire, immediately he's returned with an enormous left turn, uh, which is Ugly Season, his sixth album. Um, and this time around, he's, um, instead of being very front and centre with his beautiful voice, um, is framed wonderfully on all of his albums, usually quite high-pitched falsetto, but a beautiful singing voice, and very direct and in the middle of the mix, and with very direct lyrics about usually love and things like that. But um, this time around, he's done this really abstract art house record with very little uh, melodies where they usually are, and his voice used in different ways, warped often, um, and definitely not front and center for most of it. And that's because it was um, a musical company for Kate Wallich's contemporary dance piece, The Sun Still Burns Here. So all of these tracks are designed to uh, soundtrack the dance modern dance i guess on stage so he's pulled music from that production into an album uh, which makes for a very different listening than anything he's done which is for better or worse uh, the most interesting i think album he's done as far as we already know who he is and he's pushed that so far into the left field and Alan Wiffles, who I think is his boyfriend, I'm not 100% sure, uh, provides a lot of the tracks here. Everyone gets writing credits, so we get, um, uh, who's Wills? I'm not sure who Wills is, but most of the tracks, sorry, Mills. Hmm, I'm not quite sure who um, Mills is in the, because they get a, a songwriting credit on nearly every song. As says Hadrius and um, Wiffles turns up on a few. Um, the opening of this album is amazingly low-key, a bit too much. I thought that the um, Just a Room, the opener, uh, it's, it's got it's got like this ominous synth at the start, 
But then it fades into vagueness. Um, it's an odd choice to open an album on. I guess in a way the opening of this album is, is analogous to a classical piece of music um, because it is very slight and still and takes a long time to build. Are you going to get the rain? Thanks for that timing. Um, and again on the second track, Hiram, which is a much longer piece, um, seven and a half minutes. There's musically more happening here, but it's still very sparse. And it also, and I guess this is uh, the rub of the beast of what he's doing here. Shut up, Rain. We're underwater in Sydney again. Our fourth once in a century flooding event so far this year. Um, I guess part of what he's had to do here is stitch stuff together. I hope this is coming out. Um, so this is the one track where I really felt the stitches. Like it moves through different sections and it feels like he's cut a few minutes out of one, cut a few minutes out of another and crashed them together like a car. Um, uh, I thought the second section had a bit of a vague Lingua Ignota vibe to it, which um, it doesn't really earn by being that compelling and it gets um, slightly more interesting with the electronic pulse at the end but again we're on to track th three and teeth and 20 minutes into an album and it's just vague fragments um, it's, it's a little bit underwhelming um, not very much happens and there's not much to hang your hat on here it is approaching an ambient album and it's not really an ambient album at all it snaps into focus much better with pop song um, it's got um, focus, it's got songwriting, it's got melodic development. Um, and it, it's one of a couple of tracks that could have actually been on his last album. Um, and then we fade into this palette cleanser in the mid middle, uh, written by Wiffles, and, uh, called Scherzo, which is just a slightly avant-garde piano piece for three minutes, which sort of serves as a palette cleanser, but it's not that interesting. And I kind of feel like given what's to come which is a much more substantive second half i wonder whether you should call these halves and the opening really an intro a pretty long intro uh, probably like 25 30 minutes but not very much happens other than um i think if you took pop song out there wouldn't really be that much interest on it um but the second half of the album once we return from scherzo is absolutely some of the most interesting music Hadrius has ever made. I, d I saw the uh, Needle Drop review uh, saying that the title track, track six, Ugly Season, was by far the worst thing on the album. Cod reggae. Um, I don't agree. I mean, at this stage, I'm just glad to have uh, a full-bodied song and melody with hooks in it to hang myself on. Um, I didn't think it was that bad. It reminded me a bit and not for the last time, of uh, Nicholas Jar slash Darkside, um, those two projects. It really felt in that vein, and I, Robbie Robertson somewhere down that crazy river. I didn't think it was bad at all, but what follows is a run of undoubtedly the three best tracks on the entire album. Who knew that Mike Hadrius could do a nine-minute techno behemoth? Um, it is absolutely amazing. Eye on the Wall is an incredible brooding piece that takes forever to get going but does so very atmospherically and it has this live bass in the background 
And it reminded me of the live, it's, it's quite radio heady, but it reminded me of the live version of Everything in Its Right Place, which featured on that uh, post-Amnesiac live album did, that was very different to the Kid A original and had this like live bass and got into this sort of drone encoder. And uh, it, it really continues to pick up as the song progresses. And it starts introducing some synths that reminded me of like spinning plates from Amnesiac. Um, sort of like this really whirly, whirling, backwards spinning stuff going on. And by the end, it's opened up its uh, full head of steam. And it reminded me of John Hopkins and Open Eye Signal. Absolutely the best track on the album. Absolutely fantastic and completely unexpected, opening up a whole new world of potential for Perfume Genius. Followed by Photograph, another great track, Icy Trip Hop, uh, with sort of avant jazzy sax that gets louder as it goes on. Great melody hook. Um, the central hook on it is really, really compelling. And the crunchy guitars that arrive midway through um, really sort of bolster the song with this nutty solo. It's like one of these idiot solos where they just play like two notes backwards and forwards, but it sounds really cool. Um, and Nine um, Hellbent um, is what the most abrasive thing he's ever done. It's awesome. It's so aggressive. It reminded me of it's so I got this strobing, really viciously strobing synth pattern. It reminded me of um, Begging You by the Stone Roses, hugely underrated track. Uh, impassioned, tortured vocal, and um, as it builds up in intensity towards the end, it's just got this absolute freeform, thunderous drumming and guitars and the hot, like the kitchen sink thrown in it's awesome uh, and then it ends on um Cino. that's like three the three best tracks in a row on the album absolutely fantastic and i don't have a problem with um ugly season before it and i don't have a problem with Cino afterwards so it's really five good to great tracks in a row uh Cino is another it reminded me of that mid-section piano palette cleanser but i kind of wish this was the mid-section palette cleanser um, as it's a lot more interesting than the other one. Um, so there's a lot to recommend here. There really is. I mean, if there's one problem I had with um, Perfume Genius, and particularly on that last album, is um, I found all the singing about bodily love and sex and everything to just be a bit too much. I see it's, the, Lyrically, it kind of, this sort of yearning and physicality of the... It just I'm not a romantic guy. Um, it just got on my nerves a little bit. It was a, it was a great album, but um, for him to have abandoned that completely was really exciting for me rather than more of the same. Uh, and to go down these really interesting rabbit holes uh, and sonic developments that haven't appeared on any Perfume Genius music so far. Really, really good stuff. Bit of a problem, though, is that the opening sort of five tracks aren't that interesting. There's just not... I mean, other than pop song... There's just nothing there that's really compelling or that would pull you back. And ostensibly, that's half the album. And then the second half of the album is absolutely magnificent with some of the most interesting music it's ever done. I understand the problem here. It's um, If you've got something like you've probably a much longer dance production, you've got to then sequence that into an album. And I do wonder whether the sequencing here let it down because we get the most boring and abstract stuff at the start all in a row and then the most interesting stuff in the second half i wonder if that could have been spread around a bit um i don't know it's difficult to to actually sequence stuff like that into an album but hopefully he pursues this 
I really hope that he goes down a lot of the rabbit holes that he's sort of dug here. So it's so interesting. So overall, um, a, a guarded success. I do think the first half is a little bit too insignificant. Um, but um, there's some absolutely barnstorming, fascinating stuff on the second half. So I'm going to give Perfume Genius, who's got a pretty impeccable discography, um, even if this might be at the lower end of it. Ugly season, I'm going to give 7.5 out of 10.